Today is February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Today, the world is talking about, no, we're not going to run with it. Could there be a deeper agenda with the NFL's promotion of women in football? You are listening to What in the World? A look at current events through the lens of biblical truth with Amy Travis. If you are in the Pittsburgh area, please make plans to join us on Saturday, March 4th for the Signs of the Times Prophecy Summit from 1 to 5 p.m. and Another Level Ministries, 4555 McKnight Road. A panel of local speakers will be sharing how current events are quickly aligning with Bible prophecy from thousands of years ago. The summit will be followed by a catered dinner, compliments of Another Level Ministries. This event is free when you register before March 1st. Otherwise, tickets will be $20 at the door. Text the word SIGNS to 412-586-7159 for more information and to register. Again, that's S-I-G-N-S to 412-586-7159. One of my favorite commercials from this year's Super Bowl featured a young woman by the name of Deanna Flores, the MVP of the Flag Football World Games. The commercial was entitled, Run With It. The two-minute spot highlighted Flora's eluding everyone trying to grab her flag, including Billie Jean King, former American number one tennis player, Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, who, by the way, was dressed as a parrot, Cam Hayward, defensive end for the Pittsburgh Steelers, posing as a bellhop, and even her mom. The commercial concludes with an ode to... The women pushing football forward. We can't wait to see where you take this game. Wait, did they want to see where women are going to take the NFL? Oh boy. I published a post in November called The Inclusion Delusion, discussing how, according to the religion of inclusion, it's not enough to give everyone the same opportunity. You must guarantee the same outcomes. Just over a week ago on February 5th, The NFL rewarded young women like Flores by inviting them to call offensive plays for the NFC and the AFC during the newly redesigned Pro Bowl game in Las Vegas. But will the push to incorporate women in the NFL end here? It's highly doubtful. Don't get me wrong. As a woman, I love seeing other women break through gender barriers. The flyover by the historic all-women team of pilots during the Super Bowl game? Very inspirational. I also have the highest respect for Maya Chaka, Sarah Thomas, and Robin DiLorenzo, who have broken into the good old boys club of league referees. I think it's great that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Washington Commanders, and Denver Broncos have hired female position and conditioning coaches. To be clear, I have nothing against women working inside the NFL, but this isn't that. By nature, men are stronger and faster than women, and everyone knows this. In 2017, CBS Sports published an article entitled, FC Dallas Under-15 Boys Squad Beats the U.S. Women's National Team in a Scrimmage. Hardly an isolated incident, top-ranking women's soccer teams have been scrimmaging premier high school boys teams for decades because they represent the best competition for elite female athletes. But yes, I am reluctant to see female players in the NFL, and here's why. I picture two different scenarios of how this could play out. Number one, the league begins to draft female kickers, but quietly discontinues the practice after one or more of them suffer crippling injuries. Or number two, which I believe is the more likely option, 
the NFL will begin celebrating and, by extension, incentivizing teams to draft trans women. In other words, I have a sneaking suspicion that the first woman, quote-unquote, drafted into the NFL will have been born with a Y chromosome. Who exactly is the NFL conditioning here? Is it female athletes or is it us, the viewing audience, to accept what's coming next? While you were wondering who could benefit from this move, since it's clearly not the players or the fans, consider that Pfizer, one of the top pharmaceutical companies promoting sex change drugs for children, reported revenues of $100.2 billion in 2022, an all-time high for the company. Is it any wonder that gender dysphoria diagnosis in the United States of patients ages 6 to 16 nearly doubled in 2021 from the previous year? And this is according to Reuters. Only 24,847 youth in 2020 received the diagnosis compared to 42,167 diagnoses in just the following year. Please don't misunderstand. Children struggling with their identity who desperately want to fit in with their peers, they're not the problem. The powerful corporations who prey on them, they're the problem. When companies like Pfizer have an advertising budget of over $100 million per year, this should tell you everything you need to know. In conclusion, we should celebrate the accomplishments of Diana Flores and other strong women like her. But praising male athletes who take hormone therapy to be considered female athletes is not the same as celebrating women, just so we're clear. So no, NFL, we are not going to just run with it. Thanks so much for listening today, and remember to always pursue the truth. 